Welcome to the Broken Sun. Welcome, folks, to our next Zero Act. This is our Zero Act for CD. I'm Matt, your friendly guide here on uh, Spectres of a Broken Sun. We are introducing each of our characters through an interesting situation that should hopefully highlight their strengths and quirks and interesting things about them. And their weaknesses. Well, those two. Yeah. Areas for growth, as we call them in the field of education. Uh, okay. And uh, today I am joined by, as you can hear, Keekers. Yeah, hi. Say hello, Keekers. Hi, Keekers. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> really bad old joke. Where can folks find you if they want to? Oh, everyone can find me at Be a Space Cat on Twitter and various other websites. Marvelous. You can find me at Y Caliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. So let's see, CD. Ooh. Oh, this is just so weird. It's just the two of us. <laughs> All right. So we need to set up a situation for you. Let's see what we got. I'm going to roll some dice over here. Ah, so it turns out that I mapped my recording to a CD that reloads a web page. <laughs> so, I, so I have the push to talk button is reloading pages. That's exciting. So I need to change that or else I'll just keep on reloading Roll20 over and over again. It's really funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little frustrating for you. Let me know when you've got that set. There we go. I put it to number one. I was doing one of the F something keys and because I thought, oh, that will work well because I don't use that. But it was it F5. Yeah. Because that is the yeah, that's definitely the reload web page button. I'm not good at knowing what those are. That's OK. Most people don't use them. Exactly. So uh, you are CD. CD is basically your former medic and you are now a mortician. Is that correct? Close enough. Uh, C CD definitely went to medical school. Uh, they they had more than just like the general like oh gosh I don't know the name of the test off the top of my head but a lot of paramedics will go through like two different forms or certifications so it's more than just like a regular EMT or not EMT but you know like more than just an emergency training. Uh, they they have a medical license basically, but it was more geared towards uh medicine for trauma like one would get in a battle or other dangerous conflicts okay so basically the army trained you up as a battlefield medic would that be the idea yeah that, that was like the general idea but they definitely you know got a doctor's degree and a doctorate yeah Okay, so not just an EMTB certification, but no. like an actual medical degree. Yeah, actual medical degree. Okay, and that is being put to use in a not necessarily unusual way these days, but in a slightly different way from perhaps how uh, CD had intended it to. Yeah, well, you know, when everyone's consciousness starts to get, uh, you know, people start dying, not from battle trauma, and they can't really use their medical degree as much anymore because people's consciousness have been pretty much transferred to uh, ro machines. Yeah, machines. What are you going to do? Well, you know, CD had enough knowledge of human anatomy and all that, that they only had to take like some courses to, I guess they were not exactly SimSense courses or whatever, but I imagine that there's like different courses kept in a library on this battle station. For sure. Yeah, so they kind of took a thing that was had more easily transferable skills, which was um, more like dissecting bodies um, and then preparing bodies for inhabitation, as it were. That, that, right. that sort of thing. Um, Prepping for embodiment. 
Yes, exactly. So that's kind of a branch of mortuary science, as it were, now. Um, but I'm sure that they also would do um, occasionally if someone died oddly and a body got transferred, CD is one of the people that's been trained, you know, knows how to do an autopsy to be like, why did this person die? You know, are we giving them the right food, like minerals and stuff or, you know. Mm -hmm. So, CD, you are in your lab right now. Yes. In the, in the real, in the real world, because you're dealing with some bodies that have recently come up from the surface. Yes. Now, is this my private lab or is this my work lab? This is the work lab. Okay. At the moment. So you're at the, the official, official place where you do this officially for, I assume, the logistics department? I mean, it's like the logistics medical because I don't know how this, this eye keekers do not know how the station is set up exactly. All right. Probably not the sodality. So, oh, you'd be working for human resources. Okay. This department handles the storage of bodies from the surface and assists yeah. the sodality with embodiment. Yeah, that, that sounds like what human resources is. It is now. <laughs> Here on the, on the station, on the battleship. So they have an official lab. Like, they're a tier three faction within the military, so they've got decent funding. Things are clean here. Everything has been uh, very much sterilized. It's a large, nice metal room. There is some life support here. You're not too far from the center, so you're on a layer that has life support to an extent. Oh, yeah, we've got all sorts of wonderful uh, wheelie, like, oxygen machines for when someone is embodied and uh, can wake up and, and walk around. Uh, if the atmosphere isn't uh, good enough, like, oxygen-rich enough. Uh, but you know, we've got all sorts of other wonderful medical supplies here. Absolutely. You're well, <laughs> you're well supplied here in the official labs of human resources. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now you've been given a task, um, on the slab before you, they have wheeled in a body that recently came up from the surface and nobody can quite figure out what happened to this thing or what happened to this person. Oh, so we're in a bit of a pickle, huh? Yeah. And you're kind of the expert, so you've been called in to perform an autopsy and then prepare a briefing for your bosses about what the heck happened here and if there's some way maybe they can uh, replicate these effects that caused this. Oh, okay. So the body before you is huge. This is a very big person. Okay, yeah. You are used to seeing the people from the station due to the lowered gravity from the, uh, from the you know, as we learned on the station game, the rotation of the station is such that the gravity is about 0.8 Earth uh, as opposed to full Earth gravity so that they save some energy from the rotation that way. And that has led to people being generally taller. But this, yeah. uh, this, is, a, this is a big man, and he seems to have been through a lot. So uh, this person, uh, CD, is looking at the files. Uh, would it be like identified gender on here, or, or we're just going by like a general sex? Yeah, this is a, appears to be a cisgendered man. Okay, okay. He's missing an arm. That's the first thing that you might notice. Oh, dear. Okay, yeah, this guy is definitely, definitely not a good uh, choice for any embodiment or, uh, well, I don't really think that we could use him for parts either. Mm. Um, when... Tough to say. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So CD is looking at the break of the bone, trying to kind of classify what sort of break uh, happened here. Like, wh what sort of trauma? Um, like, does it look like it's a blunt force uh, that caused this arm to break off? Was it? <laughs> um, uh, okay. Are you going to be doing a doctor or a study here? Mm, this is technically a well, I think doctor would apply more for um, looking at like capillaries or the sort of thing. I guess this is more study because this is more trying to figure out how this wound was inflicted. Okay. Then what damage it caused on the body. Okay. Now you could probably, I mean, you could do it with either because you're, uh, you know, you look scientifically at the world is a way of using doctor. You might treat someone's injuries. You might analyze a substance's composition to learn how it functions. Those are options for doctor. Okay, so then I guess I will do doctor. Okay. You're in a controlled position here, 
and we're going to do a standard effect because it's just doing your job right now. And no bonus. Well, you can always push yourself, ask for a devil's bargain, or spend a gambit. Yeah, this isn't this is work. CD doesn't care extremely that much. Okay, you got a five there, which is good. So you are looking at the arm, and you are able to discover that you have to do some work. You have to get out your your scalpels and and set to work on this because it looks like there is more than one layer of uh, trauma that has occurred to this arm. And what you discover is that it was cauterized at one point, the the stump of the arm here. But before that, it seems that the arm was, from what you can discern from the bone and musculature surrounding it, burned off. Okay, well that's a little bit weird, but I see that those uh, people down there are at least tending to their compatriots. Okay. The other odd thing that you start to notice here is that once you get to the torso during your examination, uh, there's not there's not much of it there. The torso appears to have been also burned out, but as if it were attacked by some type of claw, but also the claw was fire. That's what you can sort of figure out from this examination. Oh, okay. Uh, huh. Well, um, how familiar is CD with the, let's say, like, the paramilitary forces down there. Do they know of there being auditors? Uh, let's see. You said CD was a lieutenant, right? I, I never really said exactly, but I guess that's a good... Sorry, I thought I must have written that down somewhere. Yeah, no, that's fine. If they... It doesn't matter what they are. <laughs> that Well, <laughs> I mean, it matters what they are, but you know what I it meant. It matters here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I think at your level... You would not necessarily be privy to the workings of the surface government or the station government mm -hmm. uh, or the technology that they have available. But in the case of this, where they want you to figure out how could we do a thing like this? How would we build a weapon that does this? No, they didn't phrase it that way, but you've been around long enough. Yeah. They would certainly give you access to here's the types of weapons that we know are available to different people down there. So you'd be aware that there is, there is heat-based weaponry. For sure. Okay. So it uh, looks like some sort of modified, and they're writing this in their report. And for some reason, CD tends to talk aloud as they write. So uh, looks like this is, uh, let me note this down here. It looks like there's some sort of heat-based weapon, uh, modified probably. It's not just one uh, cut here as if it was like a, a thousand degree knife or any one of those old things. More like um, a hand, like a, huh, okay, yeah. So probably some sort of uh, handheld burning device here, yeah. Now this might be a good time to move on to a study. Okay. You've done your examination. Study is when you're trying to put things together. Scrutinize details and interpret evidence. Okay. So you're still in a controlled position here, but you're going to have a limited effect because uh, you rolled that five on your doctor. So you didn't get all the information you might need here. Mm -hmm. Okay, you've rolled a one. So what this looks like as you are doing this study here is you're not able to make heads or tails of this based on the information. Like you've, you're getting different like uh, ages of the wounds between the two on the arm and the one in the torso. Like it seems mm. like these happened at different times, but... It's such a similar style of wounding. How does that make sense? Does this person, like, wrestle bears that have been set on fire? What's going on here? Yeah. It's a little bit confusing. Um, so you can withdraw and try a different approach, or you can press on, but your position is going to become risky because you'll be moving into territory that may cause damage to the cadaver. Okay. So... In the role play, CD is like, oh, I wonder if it's this sort of weapon or this sort of weapon, huh? And then it's like, well, these are different age wounds. Um, you know, there was some granulation starting in the arm before there was, you know, the body didn't really have time to heal from what happened in the chest. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much all they can really um, gather from, I guess, a one or a five. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hmm, what, what would be CD's next approach? Approach. This is hard because I'm not a doctor. 
I'm not any of this thing, but... Um, well, let's think about what would CD do? We don't have to think about yeah. what the action is. Yeah. What does CD want to do here? Yeah, CD's kind of not always good doctor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, there are, there are, like, options here. You could try to do this with doctor. It would be, again, be uh, uh, a limited effect on that. You could maybe do... Let's see. Like, if you're doing it with Doctor, then you're going to be you're going to be getting out your tools and risking causing damage to the cadaver. Which, like, there are parts here that could be used, so that might get you in trouble. Um, mm. You could maybe try to. Mm, I don't know. I don't think CD cares if they ruin a cadaver that much. But then again, another part of me saying, what if CD tries to attune? Because that that's CD's. Uh, <laughs> other roadhouse <laughs> okay how would that work um well cd is gonna try to like look at these wounds and see if there's some sort of like religious significance to it or like um see if there's like a pattern like that you know was the ceremonial is this is there some sort of other like thing they can kind of gather like, it's not exactly, it's kind of... You're going on hunches now or something. Yeah, like, well, CD is a little bit biased when it comes to certain religion sort of stuff. Um, it's kind of like, I would say, like, they're trying to reach out with the Force to see if there's some sort of religious connotations here. <laughs> okay, they're going to go with your gut and see where the universe takes you. That That's generally one of CD's uh, main ways of doing things if they cannot doctor it they're gonna just go with yeah that okay i think for this to work at all uh to get limited effect on this you're gonna have to push yourself okay and then that will i mean that'll give you uh, a limited effect and you'll be risk uh you'll be controlled but limited because you're not touching the body itself necessarily here a controlled limited with a tune and you need to push yourself and add two stress there Okay, now I just want, but as CD's doing this, they kind of bow their robotic head and almost clasp their hands. Somewhat like praying, but not exactly. I, yeah. Okay. And no, bio, no, no bonus. No, not for this. The push yourself was for effect. Dang it. Oh, you're not having a lot of luck here with your attune. All right, so you rolled two ones. So that's three ones in a row you've rolled. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's see what this does. Well, okay. C CD just knows, like, okay, well, uh, whoever this guy was, uh, definitely nothing to do with, uh, any sort of mystical thing. But I don't think they say that out loud. They wouldn't voice that out loud, but that's just me voicing it. <laughs> Head thinking. So, as you are attuning to this, uh, cadaver, what this one here means, what this failure here means, uh, isn't necessarily that you don't get anything. It's just that what you get isn't going to be fun. Okay. You are suddenly seeing something that has never happened to you. Ooh. It's almost like you have purchased a really good SimSense disc and, and you're experiencing someone else's uh, or manufactured memories, the stuff that you can get when you're in the Sim and you have a lot of money, or sometimes you can get this off the black market, or you happen to know that you're, uh, one of your coworkers in your less legitimate side of your business is very interested in working in this uh, in this type of thing, but oh well, yeah, it doesn't feel like the type of sim sense that sometimes you'll see Augustus experimenting with. This feels more real almost, mm. but it's not a good memory. This is a traumatic memory of you are seeing this man's last moments. Oh, I don't feel good about that, but. Boy, howdy, is CD going to be excited? Well, do you want to stop or do something different? No, CD would totally go with that. Are okay, you but kidding? You as, you as Keekers, are you okay with that? Yeah, I, I am fine with that. Okay. So what you see is like you're seeing through this man's eyes, and he is in the middle of a pitched battle inside of a building that seems to be on fire. And you can feel anger and desperation in him. He's wielding a huge chunk of partially sharpened metal in his good hand and battling against three people who are doing extraordinary things, each one of them. 
uh, one of the people that he's battling is uh, a woman with a sword that's almost as large as his, perhaps even larger. She's got this, you would think of it as like a Valkyrie-style headdress mm. that she's wearing in uh, in a sort of a silver color. Are these swords full-on, like, buster swords size? Or? Pretty much. Okay. It's like a Claymore-sized weapon, maybe even larger. Okay. And she's got this one that's... Uh, Looks ancient, scratched and dinged up, but still well maintained. And she's uh, going blow for blow with uh, with you through his eyes. And the other person that is sort of leaping over this huge swordswoman has hands sheathed in fire, and he has his shirt open, his robe open. He's bald, but for a, <laughs> uh, a, a sort of a rat tail. Oh. And there's these flaming claws on his hands and this look of almost lust in his eyes as he slams the burning hand into your chest. And you can feel yourself burning. You can feel yourself dying and the anger that you have because you can't die. You can't die. There is still so much that you have to do and people are counting on you. You can feel that anger, that desperation, not just for your friends, but for your son. You have to protect them, but you can't as the strength slowly leaks out of your limbs and you start to slump forward. But this man with the flaming hands holds you up and uses you as a macabre puppet, taunting your friends. And the last thing that you see as you are dying is your friends disappearing into the ground. Two women with looks of horror on their own faces. And then the pain and the memory stop and you snap back to the present. Is is uh, crying a free action? It is a free action. You also take the level two harm. Okay. Uh, horrified. Tear. Which you can, uh, you can attempt to resist that if you wish. Oh, no, no. This is, okay, where is it? I see trauma and I see... under harm. There's three, two, one below your stress track. Level okay. two and level one each have two boxes. So yeah. in level two, one of them you'd put horrified, and that means that you are at negative one dice for any action that would require you to think or uh, use your thoughts or emotions. <sighs> Probably won't affect physical actions as much. Okay, so this kind of hits this hits home a little bit for CD, um, because you know they've been in. Sorry, they've been in. Uh, situations of battle and and sort of stuff and it kind of brings it back and it's all all too real mm -hmm. and and many of the emotions many of the emotions are something that they've kind of felt in a similar way um you know that need to protect and i guess cd like in shock and like a visceral like reactions kind of like stepping back and like in this haze of pain, one oddly clear thing pops into CD's head that this person can't be used. Mm -hmm. Well, it's unfortunate at this moment that you do get a notification on, I guess it's kind of like a pager, one of them that's clipped to your, uh, your Anubis-like chassis. While you are working through these emotions you feel that bzz, 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 bzz. um and and cd looks at it like oh gosh this is the one that you're not supposed to have this is the one that applies to your unofficial work oh okay so there's a message on here a code that um pushing through the fog and the blankness of the shock and horror that you're feeling you're able to recognize what this uh alphanumeric code that they have paged you means. This is a message from, um, let's see, where, where, where was it? Okay. This is a message from one of your contacts in the junkyard. Now, if you look at the faction list under criminal civilian, there's Junkyard Incorporated, and it's where you can purchase, buy and sell spare parts for chassis and, and mechanical bodies, usually low quality, but usually also low price. It's where most people have to shop for replacements but there is occasionally stuff there. There's a black market beneath that surface. Ooh, okay. So the code is there saying that they have an emergency need for a specific type of leg 
and they are not looking for a mechanical leg or they would be contacting somebody else. Okay. Now, you do have to reply to them with a specific code to say whether or not you can provide this and when. And it looks like it's sort of a, a 911 situation. It's like they need this yesterday, basically. Okay. Well, CD definitely does not want to give a leg. Not 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 <laughs> one of these person this person's leg. Okay. But do I have other legs? <laughs> uh, let's do a fortune roll. I'll do one here. Okay. So let's see. I'm going to roll using the tier of your faction right now, and you're in a tier three faction. So you got a five there. Okay. You do have another leg available, another cadaver available. The leg is not a perfect match, but it's close enough. You know that they will accept it, but that they won't be happy that you weren't able to get them the kind they wanted. The CD just shrugs and it's like, oh, well, they don't care if they don't like it that much, I guess. Okay. Uh, so obviously we're not going to do a scene of you amputating a cadaver's leg. That just happens off screen. Fade to black on that. Mm-hmm. As you are on your way out you know, clocking out of the lab here. Oh, wait, no. CD was going to sabotage that other body okay. uh, and try to make sure that it wasn't, like, that they would not use it for anything else because it is a special body. How are they going to do that? Um, well, oh, easy. Uh, CD is going to drain the blood. Uh, sorry, people, this is what they actually do and filled it with, uh, fill the, instead of regular fluids, with a preservative. like. Okay, you're going to embalm it? Yeah, pretty much. And CD's okay. going to write on report body needs further study, which means that I want to keep it preserved with a chemical so I can, you know, right. keep on. All right, now, so it's not necessarily sabotage that you're doing here, but you're making it so that it would take more work to get it ready for embodiment. It would take longer to do that. Well... It would depend on the particular compound that you're using. This is something I actually know about. It would depend on the type particular compound that you were using as a preservative. Uh -huh. You would not, like, I don't know how this works. Like, in the future, I would really hope that they aren't using formaldehyde. But then again, or like an alcohol spirits of, of some sort. But then again, I think CD is going, we'll just say alcohol, like, uh, ethyl or whatever that they use to preserve a lot of uh things instead of formaldehyde because oh my gosh people just just so you know formaldehyde is really really bad for the environment and you don't mm -hmm. want it you really do not want formaldehyde because it can leach into the ground it's very toxic okay so i think in in the future here when they have to use these bodies for so much of their of their parts they probably have more advanced preservation methods like using nanotechnology and cryo-freezing and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But, cryo would be great. Okay. So I think what you want to do is you want to preserve it. And correct me if I'm wrong. You want to preserve it in such a way that it looks like you're just doing a regular preservation, but it will, in fact, render the body unusable for those purposes. Exactly. Uh, you, can, you, can't, uh, trans you can't use anything from a body that's been, like, preserved and alcohol in this way or or another thing that could uh work is to improperly freeze it so that then it crystallizes the different okay. parts of it so i guess that's what cd does if we're doing cryo freezing cd freezes the body in a way that is going to improperly like Okay, so this sounds like it's going to need a roll. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like it's going to be a risky roll, because if you don't cover your tracks well enough, you'll be found out, and that will compromise your position. So what do we want to roll for this? Is this going to be your rig, you're tampering with the machine, or doctor, you're tampering with the body itself, or the equipment that you're going to use? To, oh gosh, and see... The sad thing is, I have a family member who works in cryogenics. Mm -hmm. Can I phone a friend? No. Bad <laughs> joke. We don't need the exact details yeah. of, of what's happening here. Just that you're trying to make, make it look like an accident. I think I want to call it doctor because I think like CD tries to leave too much fluid or something in the body so that okay. 
So let's yeah. Let's call that risky standard. And you can, of course, push yourself, doubles bargain, or spend a gambit. You've got two gambits for this session. Ooh, I want to use a gambit. Okay. Scoundrel's luck. So add, a, add an extra die to your roll. It's a good thing you had that gambit. Okay, so you got a five. Yeah. So let me see here. How's this? What complication are we going to introduce here? Hmm. We could have, like, a few of the organs somehow still be viable, or... No, I think you, I think you do this. I think you accomplish it so that unless somebody gets suspicious for some other reason, they wouldn't have any reason to, like, just looking at this body the way it was preserved, they would just think, oh, it was an accident, CD was too tired, or, or whatever the case may be. You know, accidents happen. So unless people have another reason to become suspicious, it's not going to look suspicious. Okay. But the complication I'm going to introduce is that um, once you have done this and you're trying to get the other leg out of the lab the door slides open and who should be there except micah white dang it dr micah dr micah white your immediate boss here at the lab what does micah look like hmm i don't really know what they look like but i saw the letter j and then jz popped into my head okay which is this is a horrible way of bringing myself out there like you ever seen that clip of like George Glass, George Tropicana? It's it's a clip from the very Brady sequel movie. She's trying to figure out a name for her fake boyfriend. George Glass? Yeah, it's George Glass, but at one point she's like, uh, George Tropicana. And they're like, what? And she's like, no, George Glass. Okay, her fake boyfriend, George Tropicana Glass. Yep. Okay. So th- this is the same... I just looked at my keyboard and I'm like, letters. So he <laughs> so he looks like Jay-Z. Does he look like Jay-Z or does he look like George Glass? Well, George Glass is like some sort of weird teenager. <laughs> Not to say that he looks like Mike Brady. Mike Brady. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 easy enough. Okay. So he's got Let me just pull up a picture so that I know what I'm looking at. Okay. <laughs> so that's probably what he looks like in the simulation, right? He looks like Mike Brady. Um does he have Oh, yeah, he likes the Brady Bunch. I think he's got uh, a pretty decent mechanical body. Like, yours is yours is fine. You've got the, the treads, you've got the manipulators and the anubis head, and it's an yeah. old model that's been well-maintained. Um, his is very nice. Whether by yeah. hook or by crook, he has been able to purchase... Imagine, like, you know, protocol droids from Star Wars, like C-3PO? Yes. He looks kind of like a protocol droid who has been dressed up Okay, so imagine C-3PO, but wearing clothes. Ooh, are they 60s clothes or 70s clothes? You know, he's got a button-down uh, plaid shirt and, you know, uh, dress slacks. Things that look like shoes, but they don't have soles because there's no point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and his face is not the C-3PO face. His face looks like a Mike Brady face, <laughs> but in in metal. Yeah, okay. So it's got like metallic eyebrows and and carved wrinkles and stuff like that. And the uh, it's got like that dummy style jaw. So the jaw mouth moves a bit when he's talking. The eyes go back and forth. It's not nice. It's Un- like you're dealing with an animatronic. Yeah, uncanny valley. Yeah, it's unpleasant. But he loves it for some reason. Oh yeah, he he totally does. Okay, and I just need to take a moment. Uh, Let's see here. Well, for the first time, I feel sorry for the people that embody, take a body, that they have to wake up to that. That's like the first time. (laughs) That's like momentarily like, that's like two seconds of I feel sorry for them. And the rest is just like, I hate you guys. Okay. So the door opens, you see Micah White, and he says to you, oh, well... Hello, CD. I was expecting you to still be at work uh, at this point. I, I don't think it's the end of your shift just yet. Uh, what's going on? Are you working on that strange body they brought in? Oh, yeah. I was, I was taking a look at him and, uh, oh boy. Interesting case. I really need to go back and, and look at some records and uh, some more information because the wounds are pretty unique. I think I need to brush up a little bit on uh, some of the tools that they have down there. I think it was some sort of weird, horrible accident with some sort of, like, heat thing 
I don't know what they were doing, but ugh. Hmm. Poor, poor hmm. guy. Anyway. A heat accident. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it was like, uh, you know, like they were trying to burn some wood or, or something. I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I had, I had to freeze them because, you know, I couldn't really leave them on the slab like that. And I'm going to need to do some more research. Uh, his metallic eyebrows raise and you can hear a slight as they do. And he's like, you had to freeze them. I, you couldn't have just put them in the nano solution. Well, you know how that stuff is. It gets all clunky and then you have to clean it out when you're trying to examine the wounds. I want to keep them more. Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't want them to accidentally heal the wounds a little bit. You know, I want it to stay what it was at the time so I can better study it. Mm. It sounds like you want to roll a consort or a sway here. Yes. Probably a sway. He needs to know that this body needed to be frozen. Mm-hmm. You gotta convince him with your role here. Okay, so we'll go with, with Sway. I see you don't have any dot, any dots there in Sway. Nope. Okay, uh, so you could spend a gambit and or push yourself and take a devil's bargain. So you yeah. either push yourself or take a devil's bargain, and you can also spend your last gambit if you wish. Yeah, I think that, like, well, that sounded slightly reasonable. It's being delivered by this robotic, like, with an Anubis head, and it's just like, oh my gosh, you're such a creep, CD. It's <laughs> like, it's like, oh great, we've got the person who's for some reason looks like an Egyptian death, death god taking care of these bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so hmm. I bet like Micah doesn't like CD because it's like put like putting against like this 70s guy against like this person that everyone imagines is like really gothic and into heavy metal because god of death avatar thing going on right and no i know i'm stalling because i'm trying to figure this out <laughs> um ooh, can i use one of my abilities sure which ability do you want to use i'm a doctor not a blank 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 okay so um I'm a doctor, not a good, it, like, person talker. Good liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So it says you can push yourself to roll your doctor rating while performing a different action. Say which patient, research, or posting taught you this trick. So which of your patients, uh, what in your research, or which posting taught you how to do a good lie? Hmm. Well... Unfortunately, CD had to, as I mentioned, was more like a battlefield medic. And CD would always have to pretend like everything was fine when it came to dealing with a lot of people when they were actually more brutally injured and they may not survive. But CD would be like, oh, yeah, you're going to push through this totally. And I think that that kind of helped them learn how to pretend to just be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm doing what's best. Okay. So you're calling on your bedside manner from your medic days. Yeah. Okay. Let's give that a risky standard and you're rolling your doctor rating. You're not having a lot of luck today, are you? No. <laughs> so you've rolled a three. Uh, da, 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 da. He, he's, he's totally just like looking at CD and it's like, this is total bull. I, I, I'm a doctor <laughs> too. And I know what. Let's see. I'm like he's picturing. For like he can totally picture like what CD looked like. I don't know if they knew each other when they were alive, air quotes. But I imagine. I think they must have. Yeah, they must have. So like he can like, he harkens back to this memory of when CD was a human. Just imagine CD is sweating bullets. Mm hmm. Okay, he says, uh, you know, this is making me, uh, kind of worried about, about your, your health right now, you know, your, your mental health there, CD. Are you, are you getting enough time in the sim? Are you using your credits for that or? CD, like. <laughs> take some time off from work, maybe? CD kind of like looks dejectedly down. It's like. Well, I what I have been spending up some credits for a uh, new uh saving them for uh some new treads. Um so yeah, I haven't been able to do the sim sense in a while. Uh <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Why don't why don't you take off early today 
And uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a recommendation on your file there to just just get you in to see you know to see our counselor. I, I think maybe you're you're dealing with uh, a little bit too much right now. So you just just take the take the day today and uh, tomorrow I'll get you in to see to see the counselor. They can do a bit of an examination on you. So you just you just head on home. Uh, you know I'll. I'll get uh, I'll get a cab for you, and uh, w- w- once you're there, just just stay home and, and take a nice break. And I think uh, I think I'll just go and and check that body over myself. I'll pull it out of the freeze a little bit. Um. Uh. Well, you know. Well, at least I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna look over your notes. It's not that I don't trust you. I'm, you know, I won't I won't pull it out of the freeze just yet. But uh, I'm gonna look over those notes you you jotted down. Again, not that I don't trust you. I think you know you're you're a great doctor. You're real good at your job. I just think you're under a lot of pressure right now, and and this is a really important, really important job for the folks upstairs. Um, and see, these notes are just normal notes. Yep, this does mean that he's going to be taking a close look at what happened with this uh, with this autopsy you carried out. Yeah. Oh well, Micah. You know that I feel bad about the guy because you know kind of makes me remember people I couldn't really take care of back in the day. You think you could just, you can look at my notes, but can you please, like, leave the rest of it, like, the thing for when I get back, like, the rest of the autopsy? I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll try and pull some strings. It seems like this is important to you, and, you know, you're a valued employee here, so you're important to me as well. You know, I, I like to think of all of us working down here in the labs, not just as not just as uh, you know, compatriots, not just as fellow soldiers, but you know, as as a family. That's why it's important that we take care of each other. And I'll I'll see what I can do. No promises, though. I'll try for you. Oh, gee, thanks, Micah. Okay, well, uh, I guess I'm gonna go. Uh, might run an errand or whatever, but yeah, uh, then I'll go home and and I'll rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and you can see that he's uh, holding like some type of uh, communications device in his hand. He says, there, there should be a cab waiting for you out front. And he, he reaches out as if to pat you on the metallic sol- uh, shoulder, but his like C-3PO hand doesn't quite make contact. So it's like an air pat of your soldier shoulder, not soldier. I mean... <laughs> an air pat of your shoulder, your soldier sol- shoulder. Uh, I used to have that problem all... You. I used to have all the, t- all the really hard time getting those words right when I was younger. <laughs> hey, listeners, can you ever tell that I had to have speech therapy? Hey, so did I. Yeah. All right, so he's he's in, and uh, you've got your leg. He didn't see the leg because he was distracted by your weird behavior. Yeah. And your failed attempt at lying. Yeah, well, the leg is, like, inside of CD right now. Right. We're, we're, we're just going to say that CD has, like, like, you know, Bender had that little chest door chest cavity perfectly sized for smuggling human legs and we won't think too hard about that i mean that's that's cd's whole deal isn't it yeah so out front there is uh there's a little cab waiting for you it's you know a four-wheeled vehicle open top because it's not like there's wind or bugs or anything in here and uh it doesn't have a driver it looks like it's just an automated thing oh cool another industry that we've been able to cut humans out of <laughs> not that anyone would really want to do this on the like this station though in this particular environment perhaps yeah not. No, no um and cd can't mess with the directions of where it's going mm-hmm. so it's just going to take cd it's going to take them straight home yeah unless you mess with the cab in some way it'll just take you directly home well, I guess CD's gonna do that, and then from home, <laughs> go to the 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 drop off or, or wherever they take this um, okay. body part. Uh, when you do try to exit your quarters again, you find that the door is locked and will not let you out. CD grumbles. What does CD's room look like anyway? Your quarters here in the. A little further out, a few layers up. Um, you know, it's hard because part of it, like, part of CD's vibe is kind of creepy. Um, 
death obsession, but then also uh, kind of cheery and all that. So I imagine, you know, when I think about it, that it is like, I'm going to say kind of nice, and I'm not going to say it's dirty necessarily, but it's extremely cluttered. Mm. Like it is full of stuff. And I'm not going to say that CD's not like the typical hoarder because everything is not like junk, but it is packed full of stuff. A good a good way to picture it is if you've ever seen the movie Howl's Moving Castle. Um, yeah. Howl's room is like packed with stuff, but it's just like an overflow of like just different shiny like wind chimes and stuff like that. And that's what I imagine CD's room is a bit like, like maybe not exactly multiple wind chimes, but there's definitely a wind chime in there. Um, Mm. And there's definitely like all this stuff hanging from the ceiling. Uh, Like there's a puppet that is made of wood and isn't that creepy. It's, it's like probably like if you're afraid of puppets, you'd be afraid of it, but it's not like super creepy. More like Pinocchio levels of where it's like Pinocchio is kind of creepy if you think about it, but yeah, you know, not inherently creepy. And I'm, and then there's a lot of like different um things I would say say dedicated to different like Earth religions and maybe even like a Centaurian or Andromedan religious thing scattered about in there, depending on how uh those societies are and if cd actually had access to it but i mean there's definitely like a little alcove with the virgin mary in a lozenge shaped like thing and then there's also buddha is sitting right next to her and um probably like there's a statue of shiva um and you know there's just all sorts of different religions uh depicted but then also there is kind of like a tendency toward um, some afterlife, like theories. Like there's a bookshelf with all these data pads or whatever about different like mortuary practices or different, um, different like periods of time. And there are different like ways of honoring the dead, you know, and like there's probably one all about like, the mummies that are in South America that were left in caves or that sort of thing. Um, the good... There's a definite theme. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's on, a right? def. It's yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's definite. Like this person's an academic and there is also medical stuff. Like there's yeah. like a fake skeleton, like anatomical skeleton in the corner that wears clothes. <laughs> So there was basically, there's enough room for CD to go in and like recharge their body. Oh yeah, there, there's definitely, maybe definitely like, it's kind of more like at this point, like a chase lounge yeah. that CD lays on to recharge. Okay. But yeah, that's, but it's like, there are little pathways in this room, but you are kind of walking around crap. Okay. Are you going to try and get out of here? Um, you get the idea that this door is locked because Micah has had it locked so that you won't be going anywhere until you go to the counseling tomorrow. Okay. Well, in fact, there is a notice that says that when you try to open the door. Yeah. Well, I think CD's going to bring in a contact, one of the contacts that wants a leg, like tell them like you need to come pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so you're going to... You want them to come to your quarters in presumably the military level barracks. Oh, yeah. To pick up the illegal thing they wanted you to smuggle to them. Oh, yeah. When you put it like that, it doesn't make as much sense. Sorry. I just want to make sure that we keep context in mind for our decisions. Okay, yeah. It may be, it, like, you know, it's, uh, CD is still a little bit dealing with the shock of, uh, of what they saw. So that might be just the bad decision that CD makes. I think CD definitely, like, contacts them. And then one of them says to CD, like, we, we can't come to your barracks. <laughs> like, just, are you kidding? <laughs> and then CD realizes, like, oh, yeah, huh. Okay. And then CD says, okay, well, you'll have to wait till tomorrow. Okay. You could try to break out, but you don't have to. 
Mm. You can wait for tomorrow. Mm. You can break out or you can wait for tomorrow, whichever you think CD would do. I'm trying to figure this out. This is a new character, so it takes a little bit more time thinking. I mean, this is the sort of thing where I could tell you what my other characters would do in this situation. Keva would totally break out. CD, I think CD is going to stay because they already know that they do a lot of they do a lot of crap and they don't then they get away with a lot and they really don't want to blow that you know okay so uh in the morning when the door does unlock there is uh outside the building again there is that same topless vehicle a topless vehicle makes it sound dirty doesn't it yeah topless vehicle No, it's a vehicle with no roof. It's it, just like a flat thing that you roll your body onto and it takes you places. Now, here's the thing. If these are robots, would they especially like a topless vehicle? <laughs> it depends on their, their personal preferences at this point, after all the time they have spent in mechanical bodies. Yeah. Not going to shame anyone who is uh, attracted to a topless car, you know, as so long well, as they're not hurting anybody. Yeah, I mean, there are people, there's people that have married, some lady married the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Yeah. That is a thing that exists. All kinds of stuff. But pressing on from there, um, CD gets into the flat open car or vehicle and decides that they're going to go to the counselor. Okay. And then later they will bring the body piece. Because, like I said, CD does not want to rock the boat because they're already doing a lot of illegal things. <laughs> okay. Now, we're not going to roleplay out a counseling session. I am not qualified to do that. Yeah, it would be too real. So you go there and you have the type of counseling session that uh, CD is likely required to have every couple of months uh, as part yeah. of the uh, requirements to remain in the armed forces. And uh, it's very much focused on it's not really the kind of therapy that's actually good it's the kind of therapy yeah. that's designed to to keep people in line yeah. people doing what they're supposed to be doing on on the straight and narrow as it were so the focus isn't necessarily working through your trauma so much as making sure that you are uh fit to do your job and no more and no less yeah and i think i think that it's just you know, CD has been doing this long enough that I think that, and and they're intelligent enough that they can kind of game the system with just being like, yeah, it was hard a little bit because, you know, it reminded me, this body reminded me of someone I knew. And I, I guess I got a little sentimental and I shouldn't have, you know, Okay. and then. So once that's done, we'll just say that you head down, head out several more layers. The junkyard is close to the, close to the hull. It's way out there. Uh, as black markets often are, it operates as much under the radar as it can. And, you know, you're not the only person traveling out through layers. There's all kinds of people going through the the gates that take you from one layer to the next. Are you taking public transit or how are you getting out there? Um, CD changes a couple different uh, ways. Like at one point, like it's private to get out like a couple layers but then like they move and then they switch and go to a public station like they're like switching like i think it's three different types of transportation okay like there's some public there's some private and there is some walking or okay whatever cd does to move so uh, you you roll right because you've got treads yeah it's like a like wally style yeah as you are transiting further and further from the core, you know, when you start off, there are a few like cyborg bodies on transit because even if people can't afford a full body, occasionally you'll see people that have like most of a body or some yeah. organic parts and, you know, all that. Or like they once had a full organic body, but they can't afford it anymore. So they've replaced different parts of it with, uh, with robotics and so on and so forth. Yeah. But those disappear once you get past, you know, a certain barrier of uh, of layers. And, it's, and then it just becomes more and more at every stop. People getting off are, you know, the nice bodies start getting off. Like the iPhone of bodies is getting off at this layer. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, the the uh, Nikon bodies and, and so on until you get all the way out towards there. And then it's just mostly old, broken down stuff that's being held together with 
you know, wire and duct tape and hope. Yeah. And uh, you get off and you make your way to the junkyard, which is very busy. And mm-hmm. what's the uh, what's the code phrase that you exchange at the gate? Ooh. Hold on a second. I need to think of something metal enough. <laughs> we could just say it's Susan. <laughs> the code word is Susan. Susan is here. Okay. Susan is here. And they say, uh, the, uh, the picnic is in the back nine. It's their response to that. And, uh, you head through and go to meet your contact here. Oh, maybe we should have done death of rats. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure. You meet your contact here and they are, you know, their body is a pretty nicely modified, uh, one. It looks like similar to the chassis that yours is based on, but mm. much more extensively modified. Like they've got ground effects and different types of lights, multiple other types of uh, lens and do they have like, like several that, extra manipulators? Do they have like that hydraulic lift so they can go? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they got that for sure. Ooh. Uh, so they got all of that and, you know, they accept the leg from you and they're like, you know, this could have been a lot faster. Uh, what what happened? You know, we, we got to get this leg to one of our agents on the inside. They lost a leg on an action and it's going to be real suspicious if they show up to work with no legs so they you know they're they're stalling so i gotta get this back to the asap anyway i guess thanks uh oh gee i'm i'm so sorry but uh you know the, my the boss got a little uh ooh, on me there and i was locked in my uh quarters didn't want to uh rouse suspicion by leaving they're locked in your quarters do we need to be uh worrying about you Oh. We need to be keeping you from doing any kind of work. Do we need to? What's going on? Well, it's not anything to worry about right now. It might come up later. All right. But it's not. It's not. It's. Uh, oh boy. It's not that bad. Okay. Uh, this guy's name is Dominic Malik, and they are, you know, rightfully concerned that this that you might be compromised. And they say, "All right, I'll uh, I'll let them know upstairs that uh, maybe we should." We got to put a pause on this stuff, but uh, for now, thanks for bringing the leg. I'll get it where it needs to go. Hopefully, no more complications. Nobody saw you taking this out. Oh no, that was that wasn't the problem at all. Yeah, it had more to do with the my the real job or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll send you. I can't send you the full amount because you know delays. But uh, we'll send you what we can. I'll see what I can wring out of my boss's bosses. But oh, uh, don't don't really worry. Uh, don't worry about it that much. Uh, just give me a little cred, maybe for down here. Might need some new tread soon. Okay, I'll see what I got. Um, if they're watching you that closely, you should probably get out of here. Uh, here, take this with you. We'll say that you bought it. Um, they dig around in like a big pile of stuff, and they come out with some serviceable looking treads so like i can probably find you something better but these just came in at least it'll look like you bought something so it's a little less suspicious right oh yeah a lot better thank you and then okay uh, get out of here take care of yourself we'll be in touch okay oh, okay sorry uh dominic turns back to what they were doing before sorting through the big pile of things and uh, another person comes in and you know you see them get the leg they put it into a big case and they disappear off through some side corridor. It looks like your work here is done. Yeah. How does uh how does CD unwind when they're done with a job? Ooh. This is my We're not going to do a full downtime. We'll just be What do we see? What do we see as the closing scene here? Um I think that somewhere um CD make sure that they're not being followed and somewhere on the out one of the outer layers CD goes into a secret lab and uh or a secret kind of like an old building that has their secret lab and their mortuary um and you see that also CD had secretly taken a little bit of hair and some fingernails from that body that injured body that you know the burnt body and mm-hmm. puts it in a little, it almost looks like a miniature Copic jar or an urn, 
and you see that CD is also sketching a face, and CD goes into um, it's it 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 is a pro- it is attached to a proper mortuary with the drawer, you know, kind of like um, you know, you see like morgues have those slabs, but in each slab is a urn, mm-hmm. and each like just all these urns with these like they look kind of like Marishaka dolls with like these faces molded onto them with clay or some sort of thing with information like written on and you see that cd is organizing them and making room for another and they put the temporary miniature one there for the time being okay as we see cd working away at that we Zoom in on the Matryoshka dolls in through the layers and layers of them. And then as a transition, we start zooming back out. But instead of the layers of the Matryoshka doll, it's the layers of the battleship itself all the way out until we can see the dark hull from the outside inside the station. And it fades to black on that view of the damaged sun with the words, CD will return in specters of a broken sun. I think that's that. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, Keekers. Oh, no problem. Oh, no problem. Need to work on the voice a little bit more. <laughs> well, it's part of the fun of these zero acts is you get to try and try stuff out with your character and see what sticks. Yeah. Well, I, I think the I think the accent is going to stay. I'm sorry if you guys hate it. You guys uh, don't exactly get a say, I guess, but I will drop it if everyone yells at me. <laughs> All right. So until the next time, all the best. And of course, lest we forget. Space squids. Space squids.